Welcome back to the TJ and N show. This is Tyler. With me, I have Josh and Nick. Tonight, we're going to be digging into a few topics. We're going to talk about surgery reincarnation, talk a little bit about our favorite cryptids. Uh, we might actually get to an Am I the Asshole tonight, and then Josh is running our trivia. So uh, here's Nick to start us off. Loam. So reincarnation It's a special little noun that uh, many of us have heard about in our lives reincarnation's a noun it is in fact a noun that's pretty cool (laughs) isn't it all isn't it also a verb um or that'd be i guess reincarnating would be the verb would yeah 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 you're right because verb it's what you do you know the action word the the commercials (laughs) obviously you know digging is a verb we all dig we all learned through the great american advertising system um so it's a pretty simple definition here, folks. Uh, reincarnation is the rebirth of a soul in a new body. So, interestingly enough, um, we've talked about uh, 9-11 in the past. Um, at least I did when we did a conspiracy episode. And um, funnily enough, uh, we can kind of draw back to 9-11 with some very interesting reincarnation stories uh, involving a child and uh here in recent history uh where he claims that he has had vivid dreams of uh being a firefighter and being in the world trade center and trying to rescue people and he remembers like very vivid details about it and i think he even remembers the name of the firefighter that he was and this this is a uh, post 9-11 child mind you he was not alive when it happened um so he uh you know he's come out and his parents have come out and they say you know we uh you know we don't think he's crazy or anything they obviously support him and want to you know try and you know, make sure he doesn't sound crazy, but it, it is crazy, not in like the literal sense, but it is crazy that a child that was born after an event that he wasn't even alive for is having such vivid, you know, almost visions in his dreams about just such specific details about a day that he never even witnessed in his current life. So it begs, uh, you know, us you know, to ask the question. are really common thing see yeah it's like deja vu you, you know? see it a lot like online well with kids specifically i see a lot of like small anecdotal posts about man my kid said this really weird thing or like t- kids talking about like how they pick their parents and this and that uh, the one i have is this kid uh you can you can look it up uh there's a people article and a book called the boy I think it's called The Boy Who Knew Too Much. Yeah, Boy Who Knew Too Much. This It's this kid, and at like two years old, before he could read, before he was exposed to any baseball knowledge, the kid could tell you historical baseball facts of things that would happen, that had happened, and like that were, that was like checkable. Uh, and the kid at two and three years old is playing baseball with eight and nine year olds. Like he's like this baseball prodigy um his parents think that he is the reincarnation of Lou Gehrig right 
because the kid uh they took him to a baseball game and he saw a picture of Babe Ruth and he was able to talk about a lot of things that about the rivalry they had the falling out that Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig apparently had um and I just think that's wild that this kid is uh you know can recite all this factual knowledge but I mean at the same time with this one specifically you I wouldn't put it past these parents to just be like teaching the kid the thing like do you remember I forget when it was like a long time ago the the parents were like oh my kid he's in this weather balloon and he like flew yes. away and yes. the kid was actually just in, in the, the attic. attic the whole time <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like yeah. I'm famous you can't trust people but like there's so many like uh, examples of this happening. It makes you, you kind of question it, you know. Oh yeah, it's uh, there's even um, like uh, you guys probably have at least heard of tarot cards before, right? Yeah. Yes, that's the that's like yeah. the I like fortune telling reading cards, my life type thing. Yeah, it's it, it's more like fortune telling it kind of falls under fortune telling it's you know it's new age and it's very old i mean it's old old it's nothing new about it but it's um a, a lot of other uh you know card you know metaphysical card um based uh practices have stemmed from tarot over the years and pop culture i mean like tarot is kind of like monopoly now they make a tarot deck for everything there's you know demon tarot and there's simpsons tarot and there's you know simpsons just all tarot. i love that there's just all these ridiculous tarot decks that basically people are buying them as art pieces because you know they have you know pretty interesting drawings in them but the whole point of tarot is that you you know there's many different layouts that you can do uh for tarot first of all but the most common um is going to be a three card draw that's a past present and future card so you know, you draw those and then, you know, whoever's your reader for your reading is going to use the symbology and the imagery in the card to basically tell you what you want to hear or not what you want to hear, but what they see uh, based on what cards were pulled. Um, but from from tarot, other things have come along, such as uh, like past life cards, which I actually own a deck of, and I've never used them. Uh, we bought them just kind of as a novelty thing, and we were going to fuck around with it at one point in time, and they just kind of ended up on the bookshelf and have sat there for years, and I haven't really looked at them yet. So, but it's like a Ouija board. So to my under, well, not quite. That's more like communicating with spirits. Uh, this is more like communicating with yourself but through a i i, I guess a, a card style you know reading a card um, medium yes a card medium you know instead of pokemans you're using you know past life cards uh so it's interesting because um you know we do and outside of 9-11 there's uh there's people who have um claimed that they were you know, World War II pilots who, same, same scenario, have obviously had vivid visions of them being in the cockpit of, you know, an old style, you know, airplane and that they were fighting Japanese forces, you know, it's just weird stuff like that. So it, it's I wonder if you, if you put one of those people in a cockpit, if they could actually fly one of those planes, That'd then, be pretty then interesting. they have, they have they have to be true right so 
some of these other 9-11 kids, because this one particular kid who remembers being a firefighter um, actually came out and said, to quote him, I don't just want to be a firefighter. I have always been and already am a firefighter. I used to get up in the morning and go to work in the evenings. I would come home and take off my fire proximity suit. So, you know, that's a young child saying that. That's kind of hard to hear. That's kind of hard to hear. Um, Then you have kids as young as three who are claiming to have been um, victims. And this kid, and I'm going to follow up with what I'm about to say with a little tidbit here, but this kid claims that he was an individual um, that worked on the 110th floor of the building and um, was a man that went by the name of Robert Pattison. Um, Now, with anything, when small children are, especially a three-year-old, a three-year-old claiming that's just crazy, but anything post 9-11 is very accessible on the internet. So... Is, is it a kid running away with his imagination because he Googled something one day and was like, oh, this would be interesting to pretend I, you know, did this or it, you know, is, is it valid, you, you know, and it's I mean, not, and it's not for us to say, I guess, it's just one of those things where it's open to your own interpretation. And in a way, reincarnation follows, you know, the laws of physics where like if you believe you're the soul your soul and what does it consist of it's some sort of energy right energy can't be destroyed only what is it moved or changed so like in theory if like if you had a soul and you just died the energy is destroyed but if you reincarnated the energy just changes forms Hmm. so it makes sense that's kind of cool heaven doesn't follow the law of physics well, that's There's just, no, a, that's just no the thing. Re, reincarnation actually is a, um, it, it's not just like a standalone religion. It's practiced by, well, it's believed and practiced by, you know, several uh, existing, right. such as um, Buddhism, Hinduism, you know, things like that. Those are very well-rooted um, hell, even some branches of Christianity believe in reincarnation. If you can believe that, I mean, um, and I want to like just as like an abstract thought about it. I mean, some like there's also like a theory that you know when you die, you change to a parallel universe where you didn't die. You know what I mean? So is that of the same idea? Is that like gen like the same thing? You guys think is reincarnation? That's kind of introducing science into a very spiritual situation. Right, right. That's like like quantum physics almost, you know. But but that's the beauty of it is you can combine the two. I think science and religion have always held hands. Um, I think it's man-made tyranny and fear um, and control that keeps science out of religion more, more often than not. Now, as time has progressed and, you know, we're getting into 
an age where science is, you know, I'd say pretty well received by most people. You have, excuse me, you have to be a pretty hardcore, uh, like creationist uh, Christian to not believe in any science, like that motherfuck who uh, built the uh, ark down in Kentucky and uh, well, I... debated Bill Nye. This motherfucker is saying that like dinosaurs and humans existed at the same time, and he has like kids running with velociraptors inside of this museum. It's fucking bonkers. I just feel like there are a lot of people right now that don't believe in science, so it's really not not far off. I think. uh, Okay, so here I'm gonna I'm gonna come back at you real quick. I think we're seeing a uptick in people who don't believe in science because they are voicing their opinions at a rate that has never been seen before. They had no reason to ever get on a public platform like TikTok or Facebook or anything else and be so passionate about being anti-science because there was nothing ever really truly uh, going on affecting everyone's day-to-day lives where they felt the need to do that. Nowadays, you have a pandemic, you have COVID, you have a vaccine, and you have a very broad spectrum of people who believe in the science, and you have a very broad spectrum of people who don't. And both sides are making sure that their fucking opinion is being heard right now. So I think it's a perceived, perceived increase, but I think it's always existed. So you think they're just able to be heard now so we see them all because yeah. i mean like I mean, Trend- you gotta think there's there are people like this every everyone knows someone who doesn't who just doesn't believe in science whether it's about you know in any way shape or form like we all know somebody they're everywhere and whether it's about the vaccine or whether your or whether your uncle believes that dinosaurs weren't real or you know what i mean something it's a bad example but like it doesn't necessarily have to be about these, you know, modern polarizing issues, but I just, I kind of agree with that. I kind of agree that, I mean, there's oh. always been people like this, but it's just, they're more visible now being able to, I mean, you can make a video on TikTok, for example, and just throw it out into the void and it's seen by as many just random strangers that the algorithm well, tries the, to. The problem with TikTok, in my opinion, is the platform stands very very firmly on misinformation oh 100 percent. because you give i'd say that, it's everywhere you get yeah but, but that's worse it's so influential it's so influential right now yeah it's everywhere and it's the, and it's the worst they have over a billion global users right now over a billion that's a seventh of the world population bonkers that is pretty bonkers so i just yeah. feel like I feel like misinformation is reciprocated more on Facebook than on TikTok. It's everywhere. Oh, like like you already said it's everywhere, but I think it's you, a, have I mean, young, okay. you have young children predominantly using this app, and you have a few boomers trying to fit in um, who are seeing and hearing and watching, um, you know, a lifetime's worth of fucking information every day. And I just for them to have to like, pick it apart is a little unfair. Well, I just I feel like Facebook is more of an echo chamber than TikTok. 
with TikTok, you're sending it out into the void and you're inevitably, you're getting strangers either way, but you're getting strangers on both sides. I mean, more than likely more on your side because the algorithm is going to pair you with people that think they're going to like your video. But on Facebook, your friends list is curated. So it's usually people you know and like. And if it's you're talking to strangers, they're usually, it's usually in a group, which is a bunch of like-minded people in the same place. So I feel like while it's easier to put the information out on TikTok, it gets picked up and passed around and accepted more on Facebook. Yeah, but I feel that you can do more damage with misinformation on TikTok than you can Facebook. Um, I, mean, I, was, I just, in, in my experience, I don't find a lot of... It comes down to the power online. of video, I think. I mean, in reality, when, like, back in the the start of the pandemic, uh, there was so much information floating around that every single person that was in America that was eligible to get a stimulus check probably had some type of information that was sent to them through TikTok. Because these people decided, hey, I'm going to report on this information that I have no fucking idea what's going on, but I saw it on the news, so I'm going to go ahead and report it to TikTok. And then that's how these people started getting their foot in the door, and now they do, you know, whether it be like little news sections or updates that are going to help the American people from the coronavirus bills that get passed yeah. or that are in that are in uh, in place. I mean, the, I remember what uh, going through TikTok and getting stuck in coronavirus like stimulus package TikTok for a while and every single person was saying something different about the same exact bill or the same exact situation or it's like hey these people got this uh, stimulus check make sure you're doing this to check and see if you get it and in reality you're they were almost six days early so it's TikTok is a whole different ball game it's like taking YouTube and Facebook and taking the worst parts of both and just putting it all in one. Um, yeah, I can see that. I agree. I can see. Because, I mean, it showed itself again in the Gabby Petito case yeah. where you have everybody and their mother taking their opinions and putting it out there as, you know, this is my theory. And you have all these TikTok psychics calling and clogging up the FBI tip lines or... because Gabby spoke to them in a dream. It, uh... Did both of you watch uh, Bo Burnham's Inside Netflix special? I did. Yeah. Okay. So he has the perfect fucking little segment in that. And that's when he's, you know, it's one of the scenes where he's just talking and not singing a funny song. And if you guys don't mind, I'm going to play the audio for it here real quick. It's very relevant so just give me one moment and i will i will play it into my microphone here is it necessary that every single person on this planet um expresses every single opinion that they have on every single thing that occurs all at the same time is that is that necessary um or to ask it a slightly different way, um, can can anyone shut the fuck up? Is it necessary? So there you have it. Is it necessary? No. In my opinion, absolutely not. Agreed. But it sure is fun. 
it, well, yeah. it, you you also like toxicity so <laughs> See, and and that's and that's, that's the thing i stay on tiktok for the toxicity well i think it's fun because it gives you an opportunity to see you know and really the for you page is what it's going to come down to what you see obviously depending on what you're watching the algorithm is going to push that however i think it's cool because every once in a while you get introduced to something new and whether it's political or funny or you know a craft or some other fucking random video um it can end up being something that you might enjoy and yeah and and in that regard I think it's it's fun to be a part of that. However, when you're just being bombarded with like anti this or anti that, um, constantly on on the platform, it it has a way of wearing you down and making you feel kind of like you're stuck in a vacuum or an echo chamber of just misinformation. Uh, totally, um, because I, I get that. everyone's opinion. Because you're watching a bunch of videos about, um, you know, like like-minded opinions versus a wide variety of opinions, but um, you know, that's just that's just the way it is, and you know, we can't, you know, we just have, it, it, you know, we all have a social responsibility to try and, uh, I guess, decipher what we want to believe, and people are going to believe what they want to believe, um, regardless of science or not. So. You know, some people say fuck science. Some people say I only believe in science. You have people like the Pope now to kind of get us back in the direction of where we were at with reincarnation. Um, the Pope, you know, just a f couple years ago, uh, publicly, um, you know, embraced that the uh, that the Big Bang theory is a uh, commonly accepted scientific, you know, fact. And, you know, their their play is, uh, and the religious community there is, who's to say God didn't snap his finger and make the Big Bang happen? And that was the creation of the universe, so. Um, a little that, tidbit on that. I saw a TikTok once. I love TikTok. Garbage. Where, where a man said, apparently that first line in the Bible where it says, in the beginning, is a mistranslation. And it's supposed to say, in a beginning. So that's supposed to mean that the Big Bang was not referenced at all. And I know that's like, you know, splitting hairs and all, but I just thought that that was funny. I'm laughing. So like, <laughs> <laughs> so like do you guys, do you guys believe in reincarnation or, or no? You know, spirituality is a very uh, touchy subject for me. I grew up in a very religious background and uh, I think people that are exposed to it at a very young and impressionable age become adults and end up resenting it. Um, not because they don't believe in it, but because they were oppressed by it. So for me, I have a very complicated past with many different forms of religion. And uh, I say, you know what, fuck it. Maybe it does exist. I'm not saying it doesn't. There's no scientific evidence to tell me that it doesn't or does exist. I like that. What about you, Josh? You know me. That's a great answer. I know. That is a, it's, a, it's a fabulous answer. You want to elaborate? Fabulous. I mean, I can. Uh, grew up Roman Catholic. Stopped going to church when I was way younger. Um, 
had a little bit of tragedy happen in my life and had a really disgusting relationship with God because he was cruel as shit. Uh, and now I sit in uh, limbo of, I don't even know what the fuck's going on. I barely wake up in the morning, so. Well, it's all those bangs you drink. It is all the bangs. Shout out to you know Bang Energy funny? again. Uh, hopefully we um, can get that sponsorship. I have... I had exactly three instances with the church in my childhood. One, I went to vacation Bible camp for five days. Uh, not like, but like during the day. We were very religious. That was an overall pretty good experience. That was fun. But I was a child. Uh, the second one, my parents made me go once. I was maybe eight, but I had to go to big boy church. So it was really boring. And I could not tell you a single word that was uttered because I was eight sitting in the pews for hours. And the last time was in high school. And um, it was one of those deals where like, yeah, you can stay the night, but you got to go to church with us in the morning. And I was like, oh, that's fine. I don't have any clothes. And he's like, oh, that's fine. So I roll into this church and it's, it's like, it's a, the big church in town one that was just redone and has the massive everything right they just did like a massive renovation project of the church so here i am in this dirty black hoodie with a big old metal militia skull on the front of it and torn up jeans sitting in the pews with my friend and the whole time all the man the pastor talked about was how teenagers deserve no privacy and they should not have doors on their room or their parents should have all their passwords online and then he transitioned into yelling about how no one's donating to the church and they just did this renovation and they can't pay for it. And that's been my three experience. But I think because I was not, you know, forced into a religion as a child, I was able to dabble at my own pace and in my own interest. That's good. In that. And that has led me, I would say, to a about the same spot. And I don't really know. It could I can, be, it could be not be. I can say from I can say from personal first-hand experience that children who are automatically pushed into a system like organized religion, specifically Christianity in this respect, um, and are raised in that situ in a very oppressive situation uh, in a mega church, and. Uh, you know, people say eat the rich. I say eat the fucking churches. Those fuckers need taxed. I'm serious. They need taxed. Fucking mega churches that are making billions of dollars a year because people are donating 10% of their livelihood to something that they believe in is disgusting, in my opinion. And that money should be taxed. Have you ever walked into a mega church? Have you ever been to a Grace Brethren? I'll get on a fucking tangent about that real quick. The first I mean, time I walked into a Grace Brethren and heard their fucking little morning sermon, they started it off with homosexuality sends you to hell. And I'm like, I'm out. I'm not a homo. I'm not a homo by any means, but I do not tolerate homophobia through religious means. It's a fucking scapegoat and it's a piss poor excuse to hate people and fuck them. Fuck them. Uh, that's horrible. The Catholic Church in town actually is a mega church. Roman Catholics. Oh, rich, 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 rich. I mean, you you have to realize that my grandmother, my great grandmother, and every single person in her in their family grew up Roman Catholic. I mean, I can tell you 
horror stories. I'm talking like predator horror stories that you have to wait to get approval through the church to uh, dissolve any type of marriage or uh, anything of that nature. And it took years, years to get approved. Boy Scouts thought they had a bad. N not months, years to get it approved. Uh, it, it, that, that leaves such a bad taste in my mouth that I don't even know if I can go to church. And I've done multiple churches. I've gone to, uh, we went to a Mormon church once. Uh, we also had them preach to us at, uh, at our doorstep, uh, as the traditional Mormons will. Um, <laughs> I have and then been, when they came back. We turned all the lights off and pretended nobody was home. <laughs> yep. Uh, I have been to those new age churches. You know, the ones where they're like, hey, the pastor wears jeans. You can wear jeans or whatever you want. Oh, and God. it's like a bunch of singing and, and just a bunch of like trying to get millennials and Gen Zers into church. Um, I've been to those. And I really just, I can't find my fit. I really cannot find my fit. And I think a lot of it has to do with the stuff that I experienced as a child and, you know, growing up. I, who the fuck is God and why the fuck did he do all that shit? You like, guys know who those... Kenneth Copeland is? I bet you you do. If I uh, quote him here real quick. Do it. It was a very, very popular uh, TikTok video uh, at the beginning of the pandemic. COVID-19, COVID-19, I blow you away with the winds oh, yeah. of God. Yeah, that motherfucker. Let's talk about how this guy, this um, televisionist, uh, Kenneth Copeland, is using money from the church to fly private jets to um, all over the country, wherever the fuck he feels like going, using church money because he's technically a minister or a pre or you know a pastor or whatever so he can it's a, it's all a tax write-off he takes that money and says oh i'm traveling for business spreading the word of god and there and you know this dude's driving fucking nice ass cars he wears you know fine suits and i mean he literally has a auditorium filled with people who are willing to hand their money over to him because they think he is speaking some sort of magical truth to them. And to me, it is simply um, a, a situation where people where, where weak-minded people are being taken advantage of through their wallet and being given salvation. It's, it's sickening. I am a salesman. And I have always been a salesman at heart. I can circumnavigate a conversation better than anybody I know. But people who start their private churches or start a following based off of how they interpret the Bible are fucking disgusting. That's every church, though. All of them. It's <laughs> Any but, organized okay. religion. But it's not. It I'm is, talking. It's, it's the Roman Catholics are no. He doesn't interpret the Bible right. I interpret the Bible right. He's not strict enough. Come to my church. Yeah, you're right. But the thing is, I'm talking about these individual people who utilize the tax write-offs to 
like it's their job. Like they make, let's say Joe Schmo worked at Costco for 20 years, and he said, "Oh wow, this guy just this guy is making millions of dollars now every year just talking about the Bible. I can do that." Yeah. Because when you identify yourself as a leader of a church, every single thing that you own can now be written off as a tax write-off. Right, but the church pays for the lives of all the first, like, full-time pastors. They're the church. Oh, you're so, right. I mean, like. There's there's still stipulations, though. You're not, you're not going to see a pastor come in, not in, like. Unless there's some really major funding issues, like there's something to really look into, um, you're not going to see a pastor drive in, in a, on like in a Bugatti or a Lamborghini. You're not you're not going to see that unless something is being abused. Can I clarify some of my harsh remarks from earlier? I've been to a lot of churches, um, Grace Brethren being you know one of the mega churches I've been to, who has a disgusting amount of money and uses their platform to preach to people in state-of-the-art auditoriums. And I have been to tiny little, you know, single-room churches on a hill with, you know, maybe 12 pews in it. Those churches, those little 12-pew churches... Are probably one where, of the most... Where, where, yeah, that's natural. real. Yeah. Where there's a parsonage, where there where there's a parsonage out back, and the you know the the current standing priest or minister or um, you know is staying there, living there, um, and practicing what he believes is the word of God, and he's not doing it for money; he's doing it because it's something that he believes in. Mm-hmm. I do not have a problem with those sorts of churches i have a problem when we're on national television and flying first class sipping on martinis on our way to hawaii to do a television program about screaming into a microphone and speaking in tongues going i wanted to bring that up so bad i cannot and will not stand behind anybody who speaks in tongues it's fucking nonsense it is absolute nonsense i don't think religion itself is the problem i think it's the humans that like it's 100 that's what that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying these people need taxed i and i don't think all churches need taxed i think ones that meet a certain threshold need taxed agreed yeah. Well, if, I mean, you have churches like, I want to say it was Joel Alstein. I, I don't think it was Katrina, but he has a mega church down in the south, and he locked his doors on the community when there was a hurricane coming through and people needed a place to go. This mega church, he locked the doors and was like, no, we, we don't do that. We don't do that. And it's like, you're a fucking church. What, yeah. are, what are you, what you're here for? What the do you do? Right? Yeah. What do the fuck do you do? Yeah. Hey, churches that uplift their communities and do drives and actually reach out to help people like you know speaking from experience the catholic churches are probably one of the larger churches that are reasonable because not only do they have a church but they also do schooling not only yeah. do they do schooling they also do housing they do a bunch of drives they do a bunch of things. Like if you were to walk 
up the door, uh, you know, up the steps to the door of the of the church in town, they would they would take you in. They would bring oh, yeah. you in any time of day. There's there's literally somebody that sits in there all the time. Just a tidbit. Have you ever heard someone tell you a good story about Catholic school, though? No. Mm, no. <laughs> they don't exist. That's, that's, I had a friend, yeah, too. It, I mean, because yeah. you have to realize that in elementary school, right, you go to church twice a week, and one time a month, you are the one who is providing that service to church to the church. No thank you. That can no, no way. Well, I, I mean, it goes back to the in the idea of them having a school that's you know for the community that's great, but in practice, not so great. It, but the thing is, is you, based off of uh, your current city, okay, where we grew up, right? That's one of the better schools. What school are you down. referring to? Because it closed. Uh, the high school closed. If you're Del- talking about Marian Catholic, it is all gone. The, is element- gone. the elementary school is still there. My cousin is in that elementary school. I'm talking that's about like a, that's a post elementary now. What is it? It's a it's a new age church. If the building moved, I believe it. But the there, are you talking about the one that's downtown or the one? Yes, that's on? no, the one that's okay. downtown. So that's the, an elementary though. New age apex I, church. Yes. You can only go. You can only go through Marian Catholic until I think sixth grade now, seventh, eighth, ninth, and then of course through through high school, whatever. You have to go to a public school or you have to you know go somewhere else. But the elementary school has always been there because it's attached to the church. That's yes, not going to go anywhere. Right. right. The thing is but... more terrifying than a child coming out of Catholic church and then going into public school the second half of I their just, life. I just, in my anecdotal experience, yeah. And now I'm not, I'm not talking shit. The one oh, person I, am. I, I knew I went to school with from Marian Catholic is probably the most mentally ill person I've ever met in my entire life. Not he was made that way, person. just so you know. I'm he was saying, bred like, to they, be that way. They are probably like one of the most traumatized people I've ever met yes. in my entire life. Yes. Uh, same situation here in Delaware. We have St. Mary's, and they do K through eight. And then once you get to high school, you either went to well at the time you either went to Marian Catholic, or you went to public school. Now Marian Catholic's not on the table anymore, so they all most likely go to public school, or they go to charter, or they go to charter okay. online. But regardless. I had a couple of them in my class, uh, below me, mind you, but still in my school. And those kids were fucked up. And when I say fucked up, I mean these kids ended up being on drugs. They had behavioral issues. They were oppressed. And they were uh, oppressed and suppressed. I mean, they were put in a fucking bubble told you know all these wonderful this things how about how god is good and you're gonna leave this school being a better person for it and then they get thrown into the public system which is basically essentially like getting thrown into like county jail yeah and uh literally got fucking raped in their brains so so speaking speak, speaking of that though catholic church is a lot of who you surround yourself with so of course these kids that are gonna clicky. yeah, but of course these kids that are gonna come out of Catholic school, 
and get thrown into public schools like that, they are going to experience some major issues. And that's that's going to you you saying that it's like being thrown into county jail is 100% correct because in the Catholic schooling system, you are taught to rely on each other for each other's faith and each other's uh, assistance or like helping to help you get through school. So when you go from that, from preschool to eighth grade, and then you go uh, freshman through senior year with these kids who party, do drugs, smoke weed, uh, smoke weed or um, drink, you know, do whatever, right? You're supposed to be relying on them like you were before. So, of course, you're going to have a lot of major issues. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm just saying that there I can see why that that falls into place, but unfortunately there wasn't enough there wasn't enough student students to keep the high school yeah. open. I don't actually I condone do. underage smoking just so everyone's aware of that. So. <laughs> yes, that is our hard stance on the podcast. Wait till you're of age. Um, another little anecdotal experience just talking about kids who were put into religion. Um, all the ones all the a lot of the kids I knew growing up in youth group they were split almost directly in half. Half of them were genuinely about the life. And most of all, they went to like religious colleges and are going into jobs in the church or other things of the nature. And the other half were the biggest partiers and drinkers and smokers, fighters, drug dealers of them all. And I just think that's really, it's just funny to see how well, the church can affect different people. It's I'm going to go ahead. Go ahead. No, you. Okay. You. It's because this uh, youth group that you're referring to is one of the mega churches, and they paid for those kids to go and do crazy things. I, because I was part of said youth group, because it was so close. I stayed, I stayed overnight at Laser Tag. We did skiing. We went uh, abroad. Uh, we did, we did lock-ins at just random places like a trampoline park these all of these things you don't get to do that unless you're part of a youth group and this youth group that's that's how they got kids to come in and in reality it was when you were there you saw the two separate cliques inside the youth group itself which is absolutely okay which is absolutely crazy because you see Hey, these people, these kids have their Bibles. They are actively inter- interacting with the pastor. They are, they, like they they answer the <laughs> they answer the poor guy's uh, text message blasts. Okay, and okay. I'm just sitting here, and I'm just like, when's the next party? Have you guys seen the video of the, the preacher? He's preaching about youth group, and he's like, he's like, I had this kid in youth group this week, and you know, the whole sermon, he was just playing around and joking and making a joke with the Lord. And at one point, I just got fed up with it, and I walked over, and I punched him square in the chest. Yeah. And I mean, I just crumpled the kid. And I leaned over him, and I got in his face, and I said, Jeremy, when are you going to stop making a joke with the Lord? So you, you're telling me you can see who's making a joke with the Lord and who's 100%. not in the youth group. Oh, I love that. Buddy, you – it's and that's the, that's the reason why there are so many kids that attended this church. 
but they had a whole section. The youth group had a whole like we had a whole building. Uh, we had a whole I building mean, like, in the in the new mass center. Yeah, they had a whole like seating section that was just for. Yeah, it's it was. I mean, th- this group probably. I mean, I stopped going after I realized, like, wow, this is really, this is what this is for. But uh, we probably had 60 kids, and out of those 60, 13, 14, maybe, were actually there for uh, religious reasons. I, I just... I feel like that has a lot to do with home life, too. I bet every one of the kids that were there for religious reasons, I bet their parents were also there for religious reasons and were religious people and good, mm-hmm. you know, people who were there for the church. And the other half, maybe they weren't, you know, the genuine Christians. Maybe they were the sin all week and go repent on Sunday kind of people. Vacation Bible School is actually um, free daycare. Uh, for low-income communities, just so you know. Are I you telling me I was poor? I was. <laughs> I know I, I was poor. <laughs> I was. I was witness. I was witness to very bad parents dropping off their poor children to vacation Bible school before, mm, and you could horrible. tell. And you could tell that it was just the parents taking advantage of the the free the, the free festivities so they could go out and do whatever bad parents do with their time i'm not a bad parent so i don't know what they do with their time but i can tell you this they are not following their curriculum um, you know but to to center ourselves and come full circle here um reincarnation i think is a very peaceful and very um I think it's, you know, kind of karma based as well. You know, you could go with the, if you put out good vibes, you'll be reincarnated into something good versus like, if you're an asshole and don't put out good vibes, you're going to come back as like a rock or something, you know? Uh, don't, don't quote me. I think, I think in, I don't remember which Hinduism or Buddhism it is in that form of reincarnation, you have something, you have like a lesson to learn. Mm-hmm. or something to better yourself and it's like a so so many steps before you reach enlightenment you know what i mean so like yeah. every time you reincarnate you have something new to learn or be better about or something like that so i didn't get to really speak on the reincarnation portion uh since i don't this really is know a whole different podcast it's <laughs> not even <laughs> reincarnation anymore i don't even yeah. you know i don't even really know where i stand but the thought of reincarnation makes me uncomfortable. I I can't I cannot wrap my mind around it because I can see that. Yeah. I when see you that. when you think of it like do how do you real how do you know that you're reincarnated? And the and a lot of a lot of ways that people report are going to be déjà vu. Like, hey, I've I've been in a situation like this before. But the thing is I don't get déjà vu ever so am i like brand new am i is this my first cycle so so there is a yes so there is theory out there and this is anecdotal once again that's how we're running this shit tonight but there is theory out there that um you could be what's considered a a new soul 
you haven't ex your soul has not experienced a past life i don't fuck are, this shit up buddy and you're just yeah you're just running with a, a whole new gig right now um the term old soul um which applies sadly to my life very often um is usually see people like to bring spirit uh, spirituality into people's demeanor and behavior and mm -hmm. personalities a lot of the time. I don't and, think that's um, real though, but that's just my. Well, no, but I'm saying people like to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that it's real. I'm saying people like to do that. You know, when you get called an old soul, it's usually because you're, you know, you're speaking on matters that are far beyond your maturity level, or perhaps you're listening to like some 70s music that a 12 year old has no business that was literally to. my entire life uh, i yeah. always got those comments you, you yeah. like and it's just something that i find comforting like there's there's yeah. some things that i that i find comforting but i do um, not believe that it was something to do with i don't know who knows on another vein, uh, some people believe that you, in your early life, like, they say you can't, you don't really form memories until two or three years old, whatever it is. People say, like, in your early life, you remember more about your past life. And then as you age, you kind of just forget all that. So, right. and then you, as you, as you take in, you know, your new experiences and your new life and all that. But my, my thing on that is... I, I kind of believe like all we have are our experiences and our memories. That's what makes you you because that's what shapes your perception of the world. I think we talked about this before. Like if you did something and you experience it and like especially if you did something alone and you don't remember it, did that thing even happen? Like right. did you – you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like I, at that point is like – is re I think reincarnation is not so much an afterlife is if you get kind of reset every time you know what i mean i mean it's really no different than if a tree falls down in the woods and no one's around to hear it did it make a sound you know that movie just yeah. came out by the way can't wait to go see that's it that's a movie dear evan hansen it just got released on the 24th oh that that was a stretch of a reference dude how well, because if you if you don't if you if you've not heard the musical Dear Evan Hansen, okay, but you have. You don't recall that single line <laughs> from that single song. You're not gonna. The, the opener. Reference. You're right. Like, you're Nick so Dear right. Has no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. I don't know. The opener is. Does anybody have a map? So it's not even. I don't think it's even from the opener. I think that's from waving through a window. There, no, it's referenced a couple times. <laughs> We're about to Google this shit. Spotify, maybe? <laughs> but but I am excited to see that. I can't wait till I can stream it and don't have to go to the theaters to watch it. It's because you're it. gay. Pirating is 100% illegal. awesome. It's illegal. You wouldn't download a car. You wouldn't <clears throat> download a house. You could 3D print one now. <laughs> a pirate? I mean, that's pretty cool. A pirate? I mean, I yes. Um, hey, no, I'm pretty hey, excited hey. to see it. I'm going to do some product placement here for a website that does not, you know, support this uh, podcast whatsoever. But uh, yeah. you can go over to uh, Thingiverse, 
dot com, and you can find all sorts of cool three D print, uh, you know, schematics. So there's a little tidbit for y'all. Thingiverse. Does any of us have a three D printer? No. No, I don't. But I watch videos of people <laughs> who do, and I know, and I know about their shit. So I'm bringing it to this podcast so people who Nick like said, 3D printing can do it. Nick said I went and yeah. checked out the website. It's pretty cool. I, I can't mean, really get anything. Me, but it, I tell you what, it really made my impoverished ass really want a 3D printer. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, oh, man. Uh, you're right. Anybody have a map is uh, song one. You guys cannot talk at the same time. That's You're wrong. We can. We just did. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just trying to be honest here. Yes, we can move on to crit pits. I think uh, we've we've covered the religion. Reincarnation. Slash yeah. slash reincarnation. Okay. Okay. I'll go first. I have a couple Dude. I'm going to touch on, and one I want to talk about a little bit. Um. So I just want to talk about say Bigfoot first. I mean, everybody knows about Bigfoot. But I think there's a lot of validity in Bigfoot because you see him everywhere. Everywhere has their own Bigfoot. And it's either that they're common enough, that they're everywhere, or that everybody wants a piece of the cryptid magic so they make it up themselves. But, I mean, you have, like, Bigfoot in the Pacific Northwest and all through the middle, you know, and over here. You have the Ohio Grassman. You have the Skunk Ape. You have the Yeti. I mean, they're all of the same vein, right? big hairy humanoid ape monster those are all literally strains of weed just so you know <laughs> so i think that's cool um that he's everywhere now have you guys heard of the jersey devil i have yes so the jersey devil i'm not i can't recall the origin but i like kind it. of a it's, horse looking thing right with wings it has a it has a goat head with like a bat's body okay. and horse feet. Oh, okay, yeah. Feet. That's where I was getting the horse bit. And it's featured in the Animal Planet show Lost Tapes, which is a really fun watch if you're into cryptids because it's what it is is it's found footage encounters of these cryptids. It's all fake, but they, they cover all the heavy hitters and the Jersey Devil, it's pretty cool. It's these girls who are in the woods in, you know, New Jersey. And you say Jersey Devil three times, and then it flies overhead, and it chases them into this house. And, like, they're recording, you know, through the crack in this abandoned house in this closet. And you just see these massive hooves, like, boom, 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 into frame because it's cinematic because it's a TV show. But it's really great, and I think it's kind of one of the more absurd cryptids because, like, it's like a horse bat goat with horns and it's just like it's like man bear pig that's what that's what i think of when i think of man bear pig when i think of the jersey devil um and then finally less of a cryptid kind of a cryptid giant humanoids i love the idea of giants yes. giant humanoids now i'm not talking fantasy hundred foot giants i'm talking seven to ten foot giants very large people which are realistic today's and they would even seem even more monstrous if you think you know back in ye old medieval times where everybody was a foot shorter than they are now right and the thing that gets me is you have giant encounters similar to bigfoot but it's all across the world and it's all over ancient times from you know asia to the americas and the indians 
it, it's everywhere. And my favorite one is, this is, you know, anecdotal. I don't have my sources cited. It's from a podcast I listened to. Uh, it's an Indian story of this, you know, giant that would come and terrorize their tribe and steal their food and stuff. And then one day they decided to fight back and they all, you know, chase the giant into the cave, into this cave. And they were able to use, you know, fire and tools to collapse the mouth of the cave, trapping the giant in the cave, you know, and killing it. And then fast forward to the 1800s, when we're late 1800s, when we're exploring America, you know, and seeing what this country has to offer as a new virgin country. And they find this cave that has a nine foot skeleton and it, it like burn marks all over the cave. Like they found a cave with this giant skeleton that basically matched the medieval or the Indian, uh, what's a cryptid, you know, folklore story. And to me, that means they're real, plain and simple. They're real. So I mean, we have them today. I mean, how tall is Shaq? He's like yeah. seven it, feet or more, right? And it, it just, it's so. I, you said everybody back in the day was a foot shorter, and I've been just sitting on that for the last <laughs> minute and 30 seconds because how were people operating at four at four foot nine? It's really crazy, and I'm curious as to, like, do you think – I don't know the science behind why we got bigger. I'm assuming it's because the conditions just got more favorable for us to grow. I think like, – that it's because we... we started putting food on shelves and we had to grow and adapt to higher shelves. I just feel like before you were more limited by your size was almost limited <laughs> by the amount of food you could catch. You know what I mean? And really? today it's so readily available. I just feel like. So what you're saying are... is if I eat more, I'm going to grow taller. You grow taller. Yeah. That's what you said. You know what? That's I what just, you said. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I just feel like on a generational level, mothers are more well fed and can handle bigger healthier babies there are more big babies big people big people make more big people and then slowly but surely as a human race we just it's taller you know it's you know what i think actually happened what? the 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 giant and the normal sized lady they had a baby that made they had a baby that made the generation a of, of sorts. Yeah, right. A jackass. A mule of sorts, I should say. But that's really funny. Um, but there is a limit to how tall people can grow. I don't know the exact height, but if you get over a certain height, your blood just, your veins don't quite reach. Your blood doesn't flow right. Our nervous system isn't made to stretch that tall. So there is like a certain height where once you hit it and exceed it, you run into a lot of health issues like varicose veins and spinal issues and stuff like that well, why don't we just adapt well yeah we just need to install more nervous hey, system duh go ahead and run the upgrade dude just <laughs> you know fill me up with, <laughs> with windows 10 i mean so do you think if i get Neuralink from elon musk do you think that'll make me taller that's a good question will it extend my nerve my nervous system I just think it's crazy. It's 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 hard to believe. Like, so I mean, some of some of the things can be explained, you know. But like, there are so many cryptid stories that just 
span the globe across time and it's not like the indians are telling a story they heard from another people they've never met before you know what i mean so how do these two how do these two populations that have no interaction with each other have a similar story of a similar beast i mean uh, the context of the story is not necessarily the same but the the giant is the same or whether it's the giant or the yeti or whatever the creature is the same across the board so it makes me feel like maybe they did exist at one time if they don't now i mean so have you heard the theory that fdr created the national park service because he knew there, there was something living in these woods i did hear that like theory. a skinwalker yeah or something. he did that to contain them and keep people out of there you know whatever that's a fun little i to think about so what do you think right now in in today's society is preventing us from continuing to grow what do you mean like to grow taller yeah because because the thing is is if you think about it something that just clicked in my mind which i am i may be a little too intoxicated to even think this hard right now (laughs) when you're a baby you're like this big uh-huh. That means your bones grow. Yes, your bones grow. Like your actual bones. Like my femur has grown. What makes it stop growing? It's um, there's something there's there's something that makes it stop growing. This is me completely talking out of my ass. I'm not a scientist <laughs> here. Okay, I I just I think that the evolution of our bodies has not caught up to our i don't know our surroundings like our availability like in theory like right now we have like someone is born into a first world country and they have all their needs met in theory you know like there's nothing there's no food shortages or medicine shortages or anything like that preventing them from growing to their fullest healthiest potential i think even though we have all those needs met i don't think evolution has caught up yet there's no need for people to be that big so the people who, like, there's there's no reason uh, for the body to adapt and grow in that way. Gotcha. Yeah. So, Josh, what do you have in the way of cryptids? Uh, yeah, so, whatever this is called. Uh, I did chupacabra, just because it's such a fun word. And El chupacabra. El chupacabra. You know they've migrated into Texas? Uh, actually, I have some some good information for you, right? <laughs> so, uh, El Chupacabra or Chupacabra is uh, actually Spanish for goat sucker. Goat sucker. Goat sucker. So if that that's was my nickname in college, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna say I'm surprised the least bit. Uh, but this is actually one of the more recent in the list of, uh, cryptids. Uh, the reason being is because this actually, the first one that was spotted was in 1995 in Puerto Rico. Uh, the name was originated from the vampirism qualities that it had because it was draining the blood of, uh, local livestock. And farmers were coming out to their animals dead, but with small puncture wounds. Uh, and 
every drop of blood being extracted from their from their their livestock's bodies. So this is something fucking weird, or this is a, this is somebody that has a really bad uh, hankering for some some animal blood, <laughs> like he 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 or she bathes in animal blood. They might have a slight iron deficiency, so they're just supplementing it. <laughs> have, so, you, yeah. have you seen the pictures of the chupacabra? Has a picture of what's supposedly a dead chupacabra, but it's actually a coyote with mange. And it's uh, the ugliest fucking thing. Yes, yes, I've seen that, and that's that brings up uh, some points later on in the in the little subject here. But so basically, we're talking about a vampire mixed with an animal, like an everyday animal, right? Because the description of a chupacabra comes down to a mixture of a man and a lizard hybrid with sharp fins running down its spine and is also reported to be the size of a small bear. Hmm. So What's a small bear. Like uh, a bear cub? Like a panda bear? <laughs> no, probably like like a not like a, you know, a grizzly bear but more like a brown like bear. A, like a small brown bear. Yeah, right. But like Winnie the Pooh. Honestly, envisioning this, I can't. I can't. Because bears are fat, they're they're hefty animals. See, all I picture is that coyote. When I think of the chupacabras, I picture the coyote. It yeah, but... looked like if one of the hyenas from Lion King had leukemia. I was gonna say like. when I think of the chupacabra, I think of like sort of like a hyena that does heroin. So, I'm see, kind of the same, right? when I thought of the chupacabra, yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was a fucking dog, but it's it, like the actual oh, photos or the or the illustration of what um, was recorded. Then, because of course it was 1995, we didn't really have like cameras were around, but they were like digi- they weren't uh, di- digital or anything like that. They were still the film and you know get whatever developed. Um, but the photos that have come is like they do a lot of from photo to sketch to try to get a better actual clear description of it and it literally looks like a fucking person hunched over with a lizard head <laughs> arms like a man and he's just fat with spine with like spikes running off its back like a Are fish you looking at, at this at this picture let me see this is not good for podcasting to talk about a picture uh yeah yeah exactly that. So it looks it it looks like a hairless cat kind of, but the face gives me goblin vibes. Yeah, like your standard fantasy goblin, but like yeah, but this illustration does look like a hairless cat with an ugly face. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable body. to look at. Yeah, I'll post it on the Facebook page. You, I will do, do that. <laughs> but so it's. And the thing is, you have to realize this is this is our time, right? It's like we're like the Goonies. This is our time. Uh, so for this to be three years prior to my birth, uh, to be to be cited, that's that's pretty crazy to me. Where like the Loch Ness monster has been around for forever, 
forever. Uh, I'm literally a forever. Uh, Bigfoot's been around for a long time, you know, but for something to be so recent within the last 30 years, that's something pretty cool. Basically some people space think aliens. it's an alien. I say some people think it's an alien hybrid. Yeah, that uh, was unleashed yeah. on planet Earth. Yeah, and and the thing is, is like, what? Why? They're the thing, like, <laughs> why? <laughs> why us? Why oh. now? <laughs> I just don't. I don't understand. Like, because it wasn't just like it was two or three livestock that were drained of their blood. There were reportings of hundreds but here's the thing it lives in the desert kind of climate in the northern mexico lower united southern united states kind of area and there's so much land there that's completely uninhabited because it's just fucking barren so if something like that can survive out there it's not it's not unrealistic for it to never be seen i feel like yeah but see the i mean thing how is... many people go missing in the desert every year and they were never found well that's the cartel but so like going into the sightings now there have been sightings as far north as maine oh that's wild so now when when this so off of the sources of course the sightings are sightings of an animal that fits the description not of reports of livestock being depleted of all their blood. Like so it could be that coyote with mange in Maine. Exactly. So, of course, our government, being our government, has written off these sightings as everyday animals that have mange. So a coyote with mange or uh, a bear with mange, something of that nature. And wild wildlife management officials have deemed the chupacabra as an urban legend. But well, what happened to those livestock? Exactly. I mean, can you? Somebody had a super soaker, connected a it to soaker. an IV tube, and just started pumping the shit out of it to pull all that blood out of there. Or hear Let's me out, guys. There was a time traveler from 2020. Okay, they traveled back in time to find livestock that was recently dosed with. And Sanervatamin, whatever that is, the horse dewormer, right? They stole all their blood, brought it back to the future, and drank it so they'd be immune to COVID. All right, that's what it is. We cracked the case. Yep, that's my theory. That is, that's not a theory. That is, that is written in blood, as they would say. That is our hard stance on the podcast. Yep, that is, that's how it is. Uh, so that's all I did. I only had the chupacabra because. Uh, I, as every other week, am completely unprepared, and I typed this up in 25 minutes before we started the call. I love that for you. I know, thank you. Um, It looks like, as usual, part of the course, we're running a little over on time. So we're going to go ahead and axe that, am I the asshole segment. I'm going to have to say you are the asshole for axing it. Every single week, buddy. Axing it. A third episode. Axing. Axing yes. it. Yes. We are an axing. So we'll assholes. just do, we'll, we'll do a special episode that is just all, all. the assholes. <laughs> I'm going to introduce a whole three a... hour episode. 
I'm going to introduce a revolutionary idea. I'm ready. On episode for it. on episode five, we start the episode with "Am I the asshole?" Oh my, that's that's that, this man. That's genius. You Blasphemy. are for me. Sacrilege. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that would be fun. We'll start off with that, and then we'll uh, we'll move on. So, we'll, we'll at least at least we like get it, it in for yeah. tonight. Though, like for tonight, Joshua is going to be our humble host for trivia. Humble bitch, I'm the best there's ever been. Just Can kidding. you give us a rundown of your rules, please? Yes, yes, it's going to be the same rules as the first episode. Uh, I'm going to ask you guys a series of questions. They are general questions, no specific. Uh... Actually, I'm just kidding. I actually chose a specific category this time. It's food and beverage. Mm. So uh, it's going to be going off of some pretty fun things I found. And I actually really enjoyed the way that Nick uh, gave us these questions. So I'm actually going to present it that way. Tyler, I'm going to ask you uh, five questions. Nick, I'm going to ask you five questions. Tally up. And see where we come in at, and we'll go from there. It's just so much easier, yes. Yeah, so I would like to point out that I am the best there has ever been at trivia, and I have won every single game that I have participated in, so both of you can eat your hearts out, okay? Wait, did you Uh, win last episode? I did. He won last night, but I won the first two, and I I won yours, Tyler. I don't think you did. Well, I, you I, you won mine, yes. And I won Tyler's. One of our viewers chime in and let us know who has the most wins. It's me. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Josh, you're lying. <laughs> I think it's me. It's <laughs> not <laughs> you. You Tyler, always okay, lose. No. Tyler, you did the story. You made us do the whole oh. create, create a movie thing, right? Oh, and that's you, right. And you chose and you chose both of mine. You chose all chose mine, and it. I and I won. That's because Tyler hates me for my mom dying, which is not fair at all. I'm just a better, I'm just a better storyteller. You know, you know what? It doesn't matter because guess what? I'm the president now. Okay. Whoa. Whoa, right. Joshua. I'm the captain now. Okay. Uh, so let's I'm go ahead and now, sh- shut up. It's my turn. Uh, <laughs> uh, so to get us started off on the right foot, Nick, I'm gonna ask you for these your questions first. Okay. Love it. All right, so Nick, what is the rarest M&M color? Purple. What? No, there's not even a purple. I'm distraught that you said purple. I'm sorry. There is purple M&Ms, just so you know. They are special. I'm talking about just traditional out of the original pack of M&Ms. original pack of M&Ms? Oh, I'd have to say the brown one then. Yes, brown. Do I give you that point? Yes. Tyler, you want to weigh in on that? No. <laughs> I argue no. <laughs> I'm Nick does not need any help. <laughs> okay, so, uh, yep, I'm going to go ahead and uh, axe that point since you said purple in the beginning. Uh, <laughs> that's kind it's of... Fine. Hater, hater's going to hate. It's You're fine. right. You're so right. Okay, uh, Nick, second question. What is the common name for dried plums? Prunes. Prunes, good job. Uh, let's see here. Next one. Uh, which is the only edible food that will never go bad? Uh, 
See, is it processed or is it natural? Natural. Hmm. Only one that'll never go bad. Is it? Is it sugar? It's not sugar. It's honey. Okay, it's close enough. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you got the first one wrong because you said purple. Second one, you got it right. Third one, you got it wrong. So we got two more questions. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Which country invented ice cream? See, I, I want to say it was America, but that's probably not right. Um, I'm just going to take a shot in the dark and say Sweden. Uh, no. This country also created COVID-19. So China, also known as really? China. Yeah. Wow. I did not know that. Yes, sir. That's a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and last question here for you. What is the most consumed manufactured drink in the world? Coca-Cola? No. Damn. It's tea. Damn. All right. I got one point. <laughs> I feel so fucking retarded. <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't Coke. Uh, Tyler, you ready? I'm so ready. I've never been more ready in my entire life. Perfect. Which country consumes the most chocolate per capita? Oh, no. I'm going to go with the United States. You're wrong. Switzerland. Oh. Chocolatiers. Swiss chocolate, yeah. <laughs> that good, good. That good, good. Uh, what was the first soft drink in space? In space. Sprite. You're so wrong. It was Coke. Of course it was Coke. <laughs> He's literally giving all the answers. Like, I would have gotten all these answers right, because I guess his guess. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, from which country does Gouda cheese originate? Gouda. Um, I'm going to go France. No. <laughs> the Netherlands. Uh, it's the Gouda. Netherlands. I don't... Oh, it's three. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's see here. Next one for you is, what is the name given to Indian food cooked over charcoal in a clay oven? Is it curry? Nope. <laughs> That's the only Indian food I know. <laughs> Oh my goodness. It's a uh, tandoori. Tandoori. I've never heard those words. Those letters have never been put together before. Yeah, it's because that right word's now. fake, probably. You made it up. Yep. All right, last question for you. Hendrix, Larios, and Seagram's are some of the best-selling brands of which spirit? Spirit? So spirit is liquor. It's okay, it's distilled. Okay. Hendrix, Larios, and Seagrams. So S E A G R A M S. So um, the, see the only one I've heard is Seagrams, and I don't know what it is. Is it? It's clear. A rum. It's, it's clear. It is. It's clear. Then I'm gonna go with a I'm vodka. No, it's gin. Gin. Jesus. <laughs> yep. Undisputed. Listen, listen. I want to defend myself and say it's it's because I'm a creative. Look at my questions compared to your questions. I can't I can't do factual knowledge. So I you're win. not you're not really creative either. I gave you a perfect a perfect death plot, 
and you just stomped on it and turned me away. And you're supposed to be my best friend? Okay. This is okay. Keep it questions he knew I would know. So anyway, um, Nick once again is our now Victorian. I might believe that he is number one, but that's okay. I always have uh, next week, right? Well, hey, he's the you know undisputed, what? undefeated champion of the world. You, Joshua, are in a very close second place. Tyler's yeah. never won shit, so not one time. <laughs> <laughs> this poor guy doesn't even know where Mexico is. It is slightly to the right of the United States. You're right, but it below is. it. But below it. All right, gentlemen. I think that's it for me. That is it for us. Uh, you know, as always, check out the socials. Check out the Facebook page for that illustration of the chupacabra. Check out our TikTok for some clips of the most recent episodes. Uh, I think that's all we have in the way of socials, right? Yes, sir. Oh, the episodes are going up on YouTube now. If you can, if you prefer to view them in that way. All right. But I think that's all the news we have. Sounds great. Okay. You lovely people have a great night. All right. Good night. I'll buy now.